Welcome to the Wellness Members Club. What is the Wellness Members Club? This is your safe space to get real with yourself. Where you get vulnerable and you feel validated. And an aesthetically pleasing place to talk about the ugly truth of life. Welcome Welcome to the club, club, sis. guys welcome back to another episode of the wellness members club i'm super excited for today's chat i have here with me the creator of within you and holistic nutritionist rebecca lee hello everyone thank you so much for having me on today of course i'm so excited that you're here and before we get into it i also wanted to share last year i was just in a totally different place mentally was in a toxic relationship and did not treat myself with respect at all, really. And your podcast was one that I would routinely listen to. And it really helped me learn a lot about myself and really helped me get to where I am now. So I just wanted to share that with you and honor you for sharing your light and story with everyone. I'm so touched to hear that. Thank you so much. Literally means the world. Of course. So to start off our episodes, we always start with one thing that is well about our week and one thing that is unwell about our week, just to check in with ourselves. So do you want to start us off? Yeah. One thing that is well for me this week, I'm currently at home in Chicago. I'm visiting my parents for the holiday. I feel like I have taken a lot more time to be slow this week, you know, partly being at home. Um, So that's been a good thing for me because I feel like the times where I'm slower with myself, I'm more in tune with myself. I can hear different thoughts, intuitive hits. So I do love spending more time with myself. I've been going to the gym more. So it is nice to take like a break from routine and from the usual go, go, go. So that's been a well thing. Unwell, I've been breaking out a little bit because I'm expecting my period any day now. And it's it's causing some breakouts. The girlies, the girlies get it. <laughs> yeah, it happens to the best of us <laughs> yeah. for sure. No, I love that though. Slowing down is definitely needed. And I feel like it's a good getaway to go to your parents. And yeah, getting out of routine is always nice. Yeah. But for me, so I would say what is well is I'm excited because I'm going to Pittsburgh. My whole family is Steelers fans. So excited for that. I'm going there this weekend. And what is unwell, um, I would say I've just kind of been overwhelmed with my living situation. And I think like I'm just constantly thinking ahead and ahead and I want to get places. But right now I kind of just have to surrender to what my situation is right now. So I would say that's my negative, but I'm really just trying to change my mindset and do what I can do. Yeah. It's almost like having the greater vision and working towards the goal, but also enjoying the moment that you're at right now, because you'll, you'll never be in this situation again, most likely. Like once you move on to the next chapter, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, oh man, I wish I kind of enjoyed that time more, even though I wanted the next thing to happen. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's funny. I think you posted on your story this morning. I was like, does this girl know what's going on in my head? <laughs> because <laughs> you, <laughs> you posted something and it was like, if you're not where you are yet, just really enjoying the journey of getting there and also just taking action steps that you can right now. But it's so mm-hmm. true. And I was like, that was yeah. <laughs> no, I literally posted on my story this morning because the thought it was like just a hit that I need to to share online, where it was just like, don't necessarily always focus on 
where you are right now to get to where you want to go. So many of us, I feel like limit our goals and the places we want to get to because we're like, oh, because right now there isn't enough evidence to show me that I'm going to get there per se. You know, it's a subconscious thing. Like we stop ourselves, but don't let your present situation stop you from really dreaming about where you're trying to go and focus on your future self guiding you to the next places. Yep. No, exactly. I'm really trying to do that right now. It's not necessarily easy, but so let's get into it. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your story and how you came to create within you and so passionate about self-love. Yeah. So my story began to make it a little bit more brief, hopefully, um, in high school. So around the time when I was like 17, 18 years old, I started getting into the world of fitness and I started to really take that to the extreme. I got super obsessed with you know, looking a certain way and having a certain weight and body fat percentage and, you know, everything related to building muscle, losing fat. Like I was so into fitness at the time. I was following all the fitness in, uh, fitness influencers. I was counting my calories, tracking my macros. Like I went really deep into that world and that created a really toxic and unhealthy relationship with food and more importantly, myself to the point where I was never happy with what I looked like. I was driving myself into the ground. I, as a result, developed a really bad uh, disordered eating. I was binge eating, restricting. Um, it was just a whole myriad of things that started to happen as a result of that. I started having really bad gut issues and bloating, hormonal issues. My inner relationship, my inner world was always at the forefront of it, which was that was the issue really deep down. That was always the root cause issue. And mm -hmm. so I don't think I consciously realized it at the time, but now looking back after being on that health journey, the holistic health journey, and then more recently in the past few years, a very big personal development and self-improvement journey uh, to the point where I'm kind of creating a whole new mindset within myself. I'm reading the books. I'm doing the journal prompts. I'm doing the things really to work on and improve myself. And then now I can look back at that time and realize that it was actually the beliefs I held about myself, the beliefs of how I thought my body needed to look like and how I needed to show up in the world, that was what was holding me back. And it really stemmed from a lack of self-love, of always trying to change myself, always trying to be something different, always trying to be better, quote unquote. And so I think my self-love journey has been, you know, really as a result of everything that I've been through, because I realized that at the end of the day, all of these physical symptoms, I want to call it, like the relationship with food, the body image issues, the comparison, the, even the gut health issues, like all of these different things, they're physical manifestations of the lack of self-love that we're first providing within ourselves. So I'm super passionate about this topic. And I feel like I've been through such a roller coaster throughout my life that I can now look back and kind of fill in the gaps and being like, hey, no, here's actually where if we just interjected with more self-love and if we came from a positive place, that could have changed everything, which is why I'm so passionate about really showing up with that energy and talking about these things online. Yeah, and thank you for sharing that. And it's so true. I know the binge restrict cycle way too well. I was in yeah. that for six years. And then it was just a switch of you become aware of like, why am I actually doing this to myself? 
Right. But it's it's crazy when you're actually in it. You are just in this negative thought loop, negative patterns, negative habits, and it's hard to get out. But it is crazy when you realize it's all within self-respect for yourself. That's, yeah. that's all it is. Yeah. No, you're right. You kind of wake up one day and you're like, why do I feel the need to fit into this size pant or to look like this fitspo girl or to put my body through this? Why do I feel then such a strong desire to do this? And then once you kind of wake up and you like take a step back, it's almost like zooming out from your body and your life for a sec and just being like, is this serving me? Like, do I actually want to continue doing this and believing this to be, oh, I must be like this way or must look this way. And and it's no one's fault, right? This is society to blame for the most part. You know what I mean? Like we are Mm -hmm. constantly inundated with these things in society. But once you can kind of like zoom out and take a step back and you're like, wait, I don't need to be doing these things anymore. it, It really shifts your perspective on it. Yeah. Asking yourself, is this what I want or is this what society wants? It's helpful. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, But what does self-love mean to you? What activities or maybe practices make you feel most connected to yourself now? Yeah. Yeah. I always say the biggest form of self-love is not actually the, the bubble baths and the skincare and the you know, the pretty things about self-love. I actually think the biggest form of self-love is doing the things that you least feel like doing it when you need them the most. It's really forcing yourself to get outside and go for a walk or to disconnect from your phone for a little bit, do a meditation, cook yourself a good meal when you're not in the mood to cook and you haven't, you know, cooked at home in weeks. Like whatever the thing it is that you need whenever you least feel like doing it is when you need it the most. And so self-love is really when you can cultivate enough self-respect and self-love for yourself that you're going to do the things that you really, really need the most when you know you maybe least feel like doing it. And that also goes deeply in the inner work too, like doing the inner work for yourself. So for me personally, I know that the biggest form of self-love I can give myself or one of them is staying on top of my, you know, my habits, my reading the books, my journaling, my meditations in the morning, whatever makes me feel good. I need to make sure that I'm giving that to myself first, because that is what's going to show up physically in my life as a result of it. Like that's the energy and the love that I want to give out to other people. So I have to start by giving myself that first. Yeah, that's so true. It's like when I don't want to do it the most, is when I need it the most. Yeah. Journaling and meditating. Like recently, I haven't really been meditating just because I'm like, oh, I don't feel like doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I do it and I feel so much better. I feel more connected with myself because I haven't really felt grounded. So it's like, I don't want to feel the emotions that I'm obviously trying to ignore. <laughs> exactly. Um, do you have any like rituals or habits, whether that's like a morning routine or night routine that you participate in daily to either start or end your day on a positive note? Yeah, definitely. So I'm not, I'm going to say I'm not the most strict like morning routine girly. I more, my approach is more having like morning rituals and nighttime rituals, I like to call them. So in the morning, a big ritual for me is doing like a quick meditation. I'm talking like even one minute where I'm just like sitting or laying down on my floor and just closing my eyes for like one minute 
and setting an intention for the day of like, okay, taking some deep breaths in. Maybe I'm saying to myself, either out loud or in my head, a few affirmations for the day. Like everything is always working out better than I could have even imagined. I have certainty that things are always working out in my favor. Like sometimes I'll just pull from different affirmations that I have and just like remind myself of that, ground myself of that in the morning before I check my phone, do anything else. That's an important ritual to me. And even if it's 30 seconds, even if I'm just like saying it out loud while I'm like brushing my teeth in the morning, like while you're doing the morning things anyways, like how can you infuse some sort of mindful practice is the way I like to see it. Like I don't necessarily feel like you need to have an hour long morning routine to like feel good. I think it's actually the smaller things that end up making the biggest differences. So for me, it can be anywhere from a few minute meditation and that's it. Or maybe it's a meditation and then I do some journaling and then I go for a walk outside and I listen to a podcast. Like it really depends on the morning and how much time I have. Uh, Ideally, obviously I'd love to do a lot of mindful things in the morning, but sometimes it's just not, it's not it. So I don't beat myself up over it. That's why I don't like to have like a strict routine per se, because every day is so different. At night, something I've been loving is turning on my red light. I just bought like a red light lamp and it's so relaxing. Yeah. So I'll do like red light therapy in my room. I'll turn that on. Like I'll turn off all the lights. I'll make myself a cup of herbal tea. I make dandelion tea every single night. It's actually the best. And I'll do something. Maybe it's reading. Maybe it's journaling. Maybe it's just me like sitting there. I don't know what it is, but I try to do something that makes me feel good. And then, you know, most of the time, maybe I'll scroll on TikTok for a little bit too. So <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I love to hear that you like the red light because I asked my mom for a little red light alarm yeah. clock. What is it called? The hatch alarm clock. Yeah. Oh, I've heard great things about hatch. Yeah. So hopefully mom, you get me that. <laughs> I'll be having a little red light nighttime routine. But I love that you mentioned small things because I think a lot of us will be like, all right, I'm going to get my life together, do this morning routine. And it's this whole long list of 10 things that you really don't want to do at all. And you're going to do that for one day and it's not going to be consistent. So I think just like literally enjoying your morning rituals or nighttime rituals is going to keep you consistent and most likely keeping them shorter. Yes. It'll be easier as well. So I definitely agree with that. I like that. But I want to twist it a little bit and go into body image and just having a healthy relationship with your body. How would you describe your current relationship with your body? And has it always been like this? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say now I pretty much have a healthy relationship with my body. That's not to say I don't have bad body image days. Like we are all human, even if you are fully healed your relationship with food and your body and yourself. Like it's still at times going to be difficult, you know, when you are a human being. But at this point, I would say I have such a healthy and positive relationship with my body because I don't put all my self-worth onto my body. And that is the biggest shift from when I was younger. Because when I was younger, I would let the way my body look looked dictate how I felt that day. If I felt skinny and ripped and looked the way that I thought I wanted to look or needed to look, then I was happy. And then if it didn't look that way, I would be sad and upset and I'd be angry and I would go punish myself in the gym and then I'd restrict and the whole cycle would be happening over and over again. And so now it's like, okay, if I'm really bloated one day and maybe I'm not feeling my most confident, I just like shrug my shoulders. and I'm like, okay, that's that it is what it is. I'm going to wear something that makes me feel confident and then we're going to move on because I know it's going to be 
different next week. And I don't allow myself to attach my self-worth to the way my body looks. Like regardless, I feel neutral every single day about it. It is what it is. And I move on with my life. That's not to say that I don't want to, you know, work out and take care of my body and look, you know, healthy. I still want to take care of myself and I'm always striving to, you know, be the healthiest version of myself, but I don't let my body dictate the way I, how my body looks dictate the way I feel every day, if that makes sense. No, that totally makes sense. I'm in the same boat as you. Like I, two years ago, I would weigh myself every single day. And if I wasn't the number that I wanted to be, my mood immediately plummeted and I would think about, okay, how can I eat less today? Mm-hmm. And yep. I was, I've been there. And my self-worth was totally revolved around my weight. Not even how I looked. Like I could look bad <laughs> or good. It was the number on the scale. Like how crazy is that? Like, what? Yeah. But we've yeah. all been there. We've all been there. Yeah. It's so crazy. Is there anything that you would say now, like, do you say affirmations? Do you journal? If you're having a, bo- a bad body image day, is there anything that you do to kind of pick yourself up? Or are you at the point where it really actually doesn't affect you anymore? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that we're human and there's going to be times where thoughts come up in our head of, you know, during the bad body image days and putting ourselves down. Like you can't really control when those thoughts come up, but you can control how you respond to them and how you react to them. So if there's a day where I'm really bloated and I'm not like feeling super confident in my bod and some negative thoughts come up, I'll literally just take a pause. I'll take a step back and ask myself, is this thought or is this feeling, this sentiment serving me or not? And is this sentiment going to change anything about the way I look in this present moment? And if the answer is no, and it doesn't serve me, I decide to push it away and I focus my attention on something else because that's really what it comes down to at the end, the end of the day. I always remind myself, if if feeling and thinking a certain way is not going to change anything about the certain situation, the present situation, why would I even waste my energy on it? And so that's a big thing of like, okay, you're having a bad body image day. The thoughts and the feelings come up. You have two choices. You can either go down the rabbit hole in the spiral and put yourself down, which is just going to create more negative emotions and toxicity within the body, which is just going to create more inflammation, high, heightened cortisol, and is going to make you look more puffy and do the exact opposite of what you want. Or you can choose to accept the current situation, say, this is what I'm looking like today. I'm going to take long-term action steps to work on my health and make myself feel good. And in this present moment, I'm going to wear something that makes me feel confident. Maybe I'm not going to wear the tightest top and the tightest pants I've ever worn in my life on the day that I'm about to get my period and I'm super bloated. No, like be smart. Wear something that makes you feel confident. And own what you got, because if you're showing up with an energy of like, oh, my body this, my body that, and like you're so self-conscious, that's the energy that people are going to feel from you. I don't know how many times people have told me like, oh my gosh, I'm so bloated today. I feel like shit. I look so huge or horrible. And I look at them like I would have never known that you were bloated until you just pointed it out at me. So you have to really show up with an energy of like rocking what you got and not making it known to other people that you feel bloated or you look a certain way because that's what's going to attract more energy towards you. You know what I mean? I like that. Really asking yourself, is this thought helping me in this moment? Mm-hmm. Because you're so right. Like once you get into that negative thought loop, and if I'm being totally honest, like within the past three months, so I've been having these hormone imbalances and I gained weight. And for me, 
it was the first time where my weight really fluctuated. And it was almost like a test to myself because obviously I just told you a little bit about my past, but I was like, I'm going to honor that my hormones, and there's obviously different symptoms as well, that my hormones are way out of balance. So that's like a process I'm in right now. But I was like, I'm just going to honor that, you know, I was on the pill for however many years I came off. My body is going through it right now. And rather than harping on, oh my God, I gained weight and I'm breaking out. That's not helping me at all in this moment. And I could just keep harping on that and focus on that. Or I could just be like, it's actually really not that big of a deal and has nothing to do with me as a person and my self-esteem. And most people won't even be able to tell the difference. That's the biggest thing. It's like, I mean, I get it too. I I will say even recently I was looking back at old pictures and I was like, damn, I looked like a lot skinnier back at this time of whatever, when the pictures were taken. And it's funny how like most people would never notice a difference, but like we notice these things on ourselves and you can either choose to continue to compare yourself to a previous version of you or being like, Hey, this is what I got right now. I'm going to rock it. I'm going to own it. And accepting that these things come and go in waves. Like I can't tell you how many times I've gained weight. I've lost weight. I've gained weight. I've lost weight. Like you go in fluctuations, especially as women, we're always fluctuating throughout the month. Even like when our hormones are at different points of our cycle, we're going to look differently. Like we're going to hold on and store more inflammation and water weight at some points of the month than the other. And that's why it's so important to create a solid foundation within yourself so that you don't get hung up on these fluctuations, the ups and the downs. Like we are meant to fluctuate. That's literally how we're supposed to live. Like I think about when I want to have kids one day, God willing, like when I'm pregnant, when my body's changing, like, do I want to be in this negative spiral about my body when there's inevitably going to be changes? It's like, no, of course our bodies are supposed to change and evolve and grow and lose weight and gain weight. And like, that's beautiful. That's part of life. And we can't let what we look like, like on every single day, like the tiniest changes affect the way we feel because life is so much more than just what our body looks like. A hundred percent, especially as women, mm-hmm. I mean, our bodies are literally going to fluctuate with the month and your cycle. So yeah. definitely. I was actually talking to a friend. Why are we so shocked when like it's the week before our period and we feel like crap because we broke out and are a little bit bloated every month? Like the, yeah. the world is ending and it's like- Yeah, we forget. Now. We've like amnesia. Like, oh my God, what's going on? This is so horrible. And it's like, yeah, no, even me, I literally have a pimple on my chin. I'm expecting my period soon. And I'm like, yeah. what? How is this happening? And I'm like, okay, wait a second. It'll literally go away in like two days. Just relax and stop stressing because stressing creates more cortisol. And it creates everything worse within your body that you don't want. Literally, yeah. We're doing the opposite of what we want yeah. by stressing. Yeah. Too funny. How do you navigate the balance between striving for health and also accepting your body as it is currently? Yeah, 100%. I think that there is such a happy medium that can exist, right? So you are allowed to be 100% happy with who you are and what you look like right now, while also wanting to make changes and growing and becoming the best version of you. And this goes for anything. It's not even just body related. It's everything in your life. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. And we like to make them mutually exclusive. I think as humans, that's like kind of what we inherently do. But it's such an awakening when you realize like, wait a second, 
I can be happy with where I'm at today, whether that's in your body, in your work, in your school, in yourself, you're allowed to be happy with where you are right now and still grow and still do the things that are good for you to get to where you want to go. Because here's the secret. The secret is that once you give yourself more love, self-love, more positive reinforcement and reciprocation for the good things you are doing, those things are just going to continue multiplying. And we think that we have to be really hard on ourselves to get to where we want to go, where we want to go. But it's actually the opposite. Because if you think about it, negative reinforcement, it's if you think about like a child, you want to give them positive reinforcement to tell them good things for the things that you want to see more of. You don't want to keep shunning them for things that you don't want to see them doing. It's the same thing that goes for us. It's human psychology that you want to keep applauding yourself for the good things you are doing instead of shunning yourself for quote unquote, maybe the not as good things that you're doing. So you have to come from a place of self-love now, which AKA is telling yourself that you're doing great. And I'm so happy of where you are today and all the progress that you've made because you're way farther ahead than you were six months ago, a year ago, two years ago. And that energy is going to fuel you to create more change because you love yourself so much and you want the best for yourself. So you're going to keep going to the gym. You're going to be eating and cooking yourself nutritious meals. You're going to be doing the things that you know are good for you because you want to fuel that with more love and positivity. So of course you can be 100% happy with where I'm at today and still do the things that are good for you and have goals to create that are going to get you there. I love that. When you operate out of a self-love or self-loving place, I want to move my body because it genuinely makes me feel good. Past me, I would go to the gym for aesthetics purposes. Mm -hmm. Like I want to look a certain way. And like you said, when you operate out of a self-love or self-loving place, I want to move my body because it genuinely makes me feel good. I don't want to move my body to lose 300 calories in a workout. Exactly. Exactly. I want to touch on comparison a little bit, but do you personally feel that social media has ever influenced your body image, either positively or negatively? And even if it hasn't, like, do you have advice on if someone feels like social media impacts them negatively on their body image or just their self-worth in general when it comes to their looks? Do you have any advice on how to monitor that? Yeah. So I think when I was deep in my fitness girly days, my gym girly, um, mm-hmm. I love the gym though, by the way. Uh, I think that I was following way too many fitness inspo and I kind of made that my whole life. Like those are the YouTube videos I would watch. Those are the Instagrams, like everything kind of revolved around that type of content. And it had a big effect on me because I used, I used to think those things were normal. Like I would think it was normal to the clean eating quote unquote and the the calorie counting and the macros and all of these different things, because that's what I was consuming. That was the content I was consuming. And so unfollowing a lot of people and really limiting my social media time and like consumption around those things helped with my body image a ton. So if you're listening right now and you're struggling with that, you really do have to think about what it is you're consuming because our diet is more than just what we eat. And so you have to see what type of content are you consuming? What are you seeing on a daily basis? Is it making you feel better or worse about yourself? And if it's making you feel worse, then you have to make changes. Back in my bad food relationship days, I would watch what I eat in a day. Like it was my day job. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm sure some people with healthy relationships with food can watch those and not be totally triggered, but I would literally watch them and compare what I was eating to someone else. And that's just like not the case. I don't move like they move. I'm a different Uh height. I'm a different weight. Like it's just everyone is so individual and should never compare to what they see online. I love following people that post recipes and just like ideas of what they eat in a day. But if you find yourself comparing, like it probably is better to just unfollow at that point. Yeah. It could be, yeah. I agree. Damaging. Comparison is such a tricky thing because it is very much in human nature to compare. But this goes back to what I talked about earlier is that like you have to really take a step back and ask yourself, is this thought and energy productive? Is it changing anything in this present moment? Or is it just making me feel worse about myself? And if it's making you feel worse and not doing anything productive, then you have to take a step back and not associate it as much because your energy is your most important, most valued currency. And what you're spending your energy on is so important. And you could be spending all your energy on you comparing yourself to these people online, to other people, to even previous versions of yourself. And if you are spending your energy on that, think about all the energy wasted that you could be using to actually better yourself, to actually make the positive changes, to actually doing the things. And so that's what I always come back to is like really evaluating where my energy is going towards. And if it's not productive, I won't even spend my energy on that thought, on that, on that feeling. Now I'm an avid weekly person in my journal of, am I thinking about something either obsessively or, which I don't obsessively think about anything anymore, thank God, but past versions of me was definitely obsessive thinking about like workouts, food, just not important things. Um, But I love to check in with myself weekly. Is there any thought that I keep harping on that is not helping me? Something coming from social media or like right now, honestly, I think I consume too much on social media and not necessarily the best stuff because it's like on TikTok and then it's just Mm -hmm. some random stuff pop up. I don't know. But just taking control of, okay, maybe I'll just spend less time because I love using it again for inspiration, seeing recipes, seeing different health and wellness trends or just like entertainment like I like to laugh mm-hmm. sometimes on TikTok yeah but yeah I think really being mindful of is this helping me and if it's not maybe do an unfollowing cleanse or totally detox something like that totally. have you ever done a digital detox by the way for like a week or anything I, like that I've done it for a week yeah I did it for a week around like the holidays last year like I think around Christmas and New Year's last year it was amazing honestly maybe I should do it again this year now that we're talking about it <laughs> it feels really good your mind feels super clear it's like amazing yeah i i did it for honestly i forget i think five days two months ago and the amount of creativity and just like downloads that were coming through were crazy because i could actually think for myself rather than like constantly consuming other people's thoughts over and over again no 100 percent yeah. So, all right. Maybe I'll do that too for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> a five day or week cleanse. Do you have any advice that you would give to someone struggling with negative thoughts about their body? Yeah. First, first and foremost, I want you to interject with the most self-love and positivity possible, even if you don't fully consciously believe it in the moment. And so what I mean by that is that you have to start flooding your subconscious brain with positive things about yourself and about your body 
to then get your mind and body on board to believing it. And so a great way to do this is creating a list of affirmations. And let's say, for example, putting it as in your notes app, taking a screenshot of it, putting it, putting it as your phone background. So you're constantly being reminded of it. You're saying it out loud every morning, every night. Those are the two times when your subconscious mind is the most open first thing in the morning and right before you go to sleep. So you're taking advantage of those times to really hammer it into your subconscious. Like I said, even if you don't believe it, you have to interject with so much self-love. You're like literally putting a blast on your brain of just self-love and positivity to the point where eventually you'll start to believe it. Like if you don't believe it at first and you feel really silly, I'm going to say good, good thing, because that means you're making a change and you're doing something different. So that's first and foremost, you must, must, must start doing that. Second thing is really starting to catch yourself when you are going down these negative spirals and these negative moments of, you know, self-talk and thoughts. Like I said, it's normal in human nature for these thoughts to come up sometimes It's the way you choose to respond to them is how it's going to make the biggest difference. And you can't necessarily control all the time what's, you know, coming into your consciousness, but you can control how you respond to it. So if a negative thought comes up, you can choose to, like I said earlier, two choices, let it consume you, go down the negative spiral, keep going down there, telling yourself more negative things, and it's just going to continue that cycle. Or you can stop pause, take a step back and say, "Mm, no, this isn't serving me. This isn't helping me get to where I want to go. And instead, I'm going to choose to interject with a positive affirmation. Maybe it's the opposite one of that negative thought per se, and really focus on being extra conscious and extra aware of this. Journaling is a fantastic tool to help with that. You can literally mind dump all the thoughts that have come into your mind and your consciousness and start thinking about What's a productive one that I actually want to think about instead and like really see it out in paper that can help you visually and tangibly really put it into your mind more. Um, I would also say to never say anything out loud that's bad about your body because we as girls and women can do that without even realizing that we are. And that is the worst thing that you can do, even as a joke, like especially when you're getting ready or you're around other people do not physically say anything bad about yourself and your body because that is going to stay with you and that's going to stay in your subconscious because your subconscious doesn't know the difference between what is true and what is false and you have to you must make it a point to never say anything bad and then over time as you catch yourself and you stop with the negative talk that will lessen in your body and in your mind that was the biggest thing for me right it was that i went from hating myself never satisfied with what i looked like always putting my body down to now I don't even really have to consciously think about it anymore. It's not a thing for me because I did those shifts. I stopped talking bad about my body. I stopped letting myself go down these negative spirals. I started interjecting with, nope, this is what I look like. I'm going to rock it. I'm going to own it. And I'm going to do what I can to make myself feel good. That's it. That is what I did. I shifted everything from internally first so that the external wouldn't affect me anymore. And that's why it's not even really an issue for me anymore. Yeah, yeah. And your thoughts become your reality. So thinking negatively and like making these jokes about yourself are just literally doing you a disservice. Yeah. So in college, I remember I would almost just make jokes about myself, like saying, yeah. oh, I love like just whatever being degrading towards myself. Yeah. And it was actually what I thought about myself, but I would almost try to make light of it to make others yeah. know what the motive was of that, but it was putting myself down. 
It doesn't make others more comfortable when you put yourselves down either and don't feel like you should have to do that. Yeah. So, 100%. I love that. All right. And then I want to twist gears again into food freedom. I want to hear what is your current relationship with food and how has it changed from the past? Yeah. So I would say now I have a very healthy relationship with food. I don't even really think about it anymore. That's what I was saying. Even with my body stuff, it's it's not really even like a conscious forethought anymore because I've done the inner work so much. And I actually have a course on all of this too, by the way, that's literally about how to heal the relationship with yourself, body, and food that uses all the internal shifts that I've done. And I've packaged it into a course and everything I've done to help clients in the past too. Um, Love that. So I, yeah, I have something if like somebody listening really wants to to do the actual work for it. But anyways, my relationship with food in the past, as I mentioned with my health journey earlier, was very negative because it came from a place of self-hatred and not being happy with myself. And that got physically reflected it, it manifested in food and you know trying to control what i ate at all times and how much i ate and this clean eating and not clean eating like there was just so much stress that went around food for me and now i'm at a place where it's like okay i want to nourish my body because i love myself i love my body i want to feel good so i want to nourish it with nutritious foods but at the same time i want to honor it i want to honor its cravings i want to eat the food that makes me, you know, feel satisfied. And if I want the ice cream and the cookies, I'm going to have it. Like I made a whole batch of cookies last week. And I'm telling you, I've had a cookie, not two every single day this past week. And I've never felt better because I'm eating things in moderation. I'm not going overboard. That was the biggest difference is that I would restrict all these different things. So when I had access to them, it was like, oh my gosh, I have to eat all of it right now because then I know I'm not going to let myself eat it again versus being like, no, I can eat whatever I want, whenever I want. And then I have a little bit of a cookie every single day. And so that's the difference in the mentality there is that you never feel the need to go overboard. And when I was binging, that actually did the exact opposite of what I wanted. I was gaining weight. I was very puffy. I had huge, like the inflammation in my body and my face was crazy. Now it's not really like that anymore because it's, you're not doing these extreme under eating and overeating uh, things anymore. So to touch on intuitive eating a little bit, in what ways do you incorporate intuitive eating principles into your daily life? I know you mentioned like not restricting anything. So if you want that cookie, you're going to eat that cookie. But is there anything else that you change from the past from when you were binge restricting to now that allows you to intuitively eat? Yeah, I would say I've really, it does come back to the restriction. It's like I I've stopped all restriction. And I know people have a hard time grasping that because they think that if you don't restrict, then you're just going to go off the rails. But it's really the opposite. If you don't restrict, you don't feel the need to overeat things anymore. And that's the biggest thing with intuitive eating is that over time, this didn't happen right away because, you know, I through my disordered eating, I totally got out of touch with my body's hunger cues. But over time, you will start to listen and understand your body's hunger cues so that you can tell, okay, when I'm hungry, how much I need to eat? What is it that I'm craving? Do I need more protein right now? Do I need more carbs? Do I need something grounding? Do I need something more light? Like you can start to get more in tune with your body and it's kind of like own intuitive hits because your body will give you it if you listen to it, but you have to slow down enough to be able to hear it. And you have to really be able to honor it and to give it what it needs. Because if you restrict you're going to have a really hard time listening to your body because it's going to go like haywire and you're not going to be able to really understand the cues 
that you're getting from it. So now I'm at a place where it's like, okay, I'm not restricting at all, but that doesn't mean I'm overeating on quote unquote less nutritious things because no, I want to feel good. So I eat anything that makes me feel good for that day. And it can change a lot, by the way. My What I eat changes a ton throughout the month, depending where I'm at in my cycle too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really asking yourself, maybe even before you eat something, like what does my body actually want in this moment? Mm-hmm. And trying to strengthen that body yes. connection with yourself is super important because same, I mean, when I had a bad relationship with food, I literally couldn't even tell you if I was hungry or not. I was either nauseous from binge eating or starving. Yeah. Like it was just, I was always nauseous at some exactly. level. Exactly. And I always say it's about getting rid of the shoulds. So the quote unquote shoulds are like, oh, I should eat this or I shouldn't eat that or I shouldn't be hungry again. I just ate an hour ago. Like you have to get rid of the shoulds because the shoulds are not your body. The shoulds are your mind. Mm-hmm. And so if you're really listening to your body with intuitive eating, there's no shoulds. It's just it is what it is. That's what you're craving. That's your hunger levels. And that's what you're going to honor. And I think there's also a difference of when you check in with your body, there's also like, there's so many different things, like a lot of us emotionally eat, right? Which that's mm-hmm. a whole nother subject for another time. <laughs> but when you ask your body, what do I want right now? Or is this like an emotion that is craving mm-hmm. 50 cookies? You know what I mean? To just comfort myself. So really just strengthening the mind body connection and just your intuition of like, what do I want right now? What is going to nourish me? And you know what? Maybe it is a piece of cake or I'm at a friend's birthday. I'm not going to restrict myself to not have a birthday cake, like a piece of birthday yeah. cake. It's crazy. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone who is trying to break free from restrictive eating patterns and develop a healthier relationship with food? Oof. Okay. This one is. It's definitely a loaded question. I think it's going to be different for everyone, depending where they're at. First and foremost, if you're really struggling, I always recommend working with with a professional, you know, getting help, whether that's through therapy, reaching out maybe to a trusted family member or friend, and they can help you figure out what it is that you need to do next. Like, do not feel ashamed to admit that you need help. And I think in the beginning, I had apprehension to the fact that I needed help. And I didn't want to like admit that, you know, so Mm -hmm. don't be ashamed if you really do need help. Um, besides that, I think it starts slowly. This is a slow process, but it starts slowly one by one, cutting back on the restriction, allowing yourself that food freedom, eating a little bit of that fear food per se, and realizing that nothing bad happens after you eat it. You know what I mean? It's like you have to kind of reintroduce your body and yourself to certain foods that you might have completely got rid of (laughs) from your mind before. And allowing yourself to eat more of it so that you can see that nothing bad happens as a result of it. That was a huge thing for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it also does start with really healing that relationship with yourself too. So the more inner work you do and the more that you strengthen your own self-love and your own self-confidence and you start detaching more of your self-worth from the way your body looks, you're naturally not going to have as poor of a relationship with food because the food, like I said, is the physical manifestation of the poor relationship with the self. And that's literally why I put my course together about healing the relationship with self, because once you heal the relationship with yourself, that also then in turn heals your relationship with food. And I literally, I literally also just made a mini mini series on my podcast about that topic because so many people struggle with it. And like I said, I didn't realize it in the moment consciously, but the more inner work you do, the better your relationship with food gets as well. No, it's so true. It's just like 
really healing that relationship with self and getting to know yourself is the root of all escape. Yeah. Truly. Whether it's alcohol, drugs, social media, or doing whatever that you're really just trying not to connect with yourself. Like the further you run, the the further you're gonna be from yourself and you're just gonna not be happy within yourself and just keep doing those things. So true. But to close us out, so I wanna ask you two questions that I ask all of our guests. Number one being, what does being well mean to you? Great question. This can look different, obviously, for so many different people and can honestly look different at different points of my life. But if I had to think about one thing that makes me really feel well is the times when I feel the happiest. It's like, am I being happy with who I'm showing up as, with the way I'm treating myself? Am I happy with what I'm doing? Like, Am I happy in my relationships? How how are those making me feel? How am I making myself feel? Like at the end of the day, all the wellness stuff is just to make you feel good. It's just to make you feel happy <laughs> at the end of the day. And so you have to just really ask yourself of like, am I being happy with what I'm doing right now? And if I'm happy, I'm usually well. If I'm unhappy, usually not well. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. And it's so funny that you say that because I feel like there's so many wellness quote unquote trends that I've either tried or not even tried and didn't make me feel better. And just because it's trendy or maybe it works for someone else, like being well is literally like, am I happy? Are my relationships good? You know? Yes. Doing the things that make you feel well, not everyone else. Exactly. And what is one thing for our listeners to remind themselves of on the days they are feeling unwell? Know that you are inherently worthy of being happy of the good things in life, of loving your body. You're inherently worthy of all of these things, regardless of how you feel today, how you feel about yourself today, about what's even happening in your external reality. Quiet all that noise, because at the end of the day, I can guarantee you, if you are a human here on earth, the the odds of you being born are like the smallest fraction of a percent. So if you are here on earth and everyone listening is here on earth, I would like to think, um that hopefully. means hopefully that means you are worthy of everything that you want and you desire to feel be or have so know that even on the days you're not feeling well that you're having bad body image days that things aren't going 100% amazingly that's okay you're human let yourself have those days and know that regardless of how you feel you are worthy of the things you want i love that yeah and being human we're naturally going to have these bad body image days it's normal and it's human and everyone has those days yep exactly and then i want to close us out with a journal prompt since we talked a lot about self-love self-worth stuff like that it's going to be nice and simple but i am worthy of happiness now because and that can look that can look like a list of things you like about yourself you're proud of yourself the ways you show up for yourself and just write that all down. Beautiful. Thank you, Rebecca, for coming on today. I loved this episode. Thank you so much. Yeah, Nicole, this has been so much fun. I'm so grateful I was able to come on the pod. Of course. Bye, guys. Bye.